great. Uh, anyway, um, so we're talking a little bit about home church. Obviously, this uh, Sunday we're trying to get uh, home churches launched and get people connected uh, with uh, smaller groups within the community. And I just thought it'd be worth talking about uh, that, even from a little bit from a theological standpoint, from uh, what we believe about home churches, where it fits into the mix of what we are as a community at, at OVV and, and why we're doing that, um, why we spend uh, the time and energy to invest in that. No go, Barry? Okay, that's all right. Um, no, uh, we used the, the connector at uh, youth group and I think it just got absorbed into youth stuff, so we'll have a backup ready for next week. Um, so in terms of our church and where we're at, you know, our vision as a community is to uh, be a place where we and our unchurched friends can encounter Jesus and grow in faith together. That's uh, what we're really about, is we want to create uh, this space, this church, not just Sunday morning, but everything we do as something that engages those who are in the community that don't know Jesus. Our eyes, our hearts are on uh, on the lost. Our eyes, our hearts are on those who uh, would maybe never darken the door of the church. So that's sort of a primary uh, goal or, or vision for us as a church. But the process by which we uh, hope to achieve that or, or, or get to that is really just uh, more broadly just a process of how we live. Uh, it, to, to put it succinctly, like looking at some of the values stuff that we've written over the past, to just sum it up in a way that's really simple for us, uh, joy comes when we live to simply encounter Jesus be transformed by him, and learn to share his love. Sure. Uh, to encounter Jesus, be transformed by him, and learn to share his love. And that is, I mean, there's many, many ways to express uh, the Christian journey, but for us, that's what we're about as a church. Uh, so when we say encounter Jesus, uh, we, we're talking about our gathering together on Sunday morning. And when we're gathered on Sunday morning, as we say uh, every single time we start uh, the service, sometime after the first song, uh, we're not about a performance, we're not about uh, religious activity, we're not about uh, doing anything other than creating a space where we can have uh, an authentic interaction with the person of Jesus. Uh, we, we want to learn about him. Uh, we know the history. We want to learn uh, what the historical person of Jesus did when he walked and talked on the earth. But we know that he rose from the grave and that he is someone that we can encounter and have a relationship with right now. We're all about that relational encounter and facilitating and creating spaces where we have that encounter with Jesus. Uh, secondarily, we know that if we have that relationship with Jesus, if we have that time with him, if we have that interaction with him, we have to come with a sense and an understanding that that is going to change us as people. It's going to make us new. It's going to uh, transform us. And so when we're coming and we're gathering on Sunday mornings, we're coming uh, in, in a humble way so that we're saying to the Lord, you know, we're all here. I and mean, you've heard us say this phrase a thousand times. We're all here as people with messes in our lives. We're people who haven't got it all together yet. One, one thing that absolutely unites us, we can 100% stand in unity on this fact that we're not perfect. Right? We greet it, or is there someone here who is perfect? No, nobody's raising their hands except for, no. Um, you know, we're, we're all people with messes. You guys know me well enough. You know my journey. Uh, you know I have messes in my lives, life. You know I have struggles. I mean, I told the story uh, weeks ago of driving down the road um, 
and uh, and seeing my cousin walk or my nephew uh, Evan walking home from school, and I sort of stopped the car right at Lake Avenue and Bridge Street, and I'm chatting with Evan, and all of a sudden this truck comes up behind me. I have stopped traffic to talk to my nephew because I'm a relational person, but this truck comes up behind me and just <laughs> lays on the horn. And just without even reacting or thinking, right through the top of the, uh, of the skylight in the car, I did one of these. <laughs> right? Like, I, I don't have it all together. So hope nobody took a picture of that. Uh, <laughs> but I'm being honest with you, right? Like, like, there's a way in which I'm a passionate guy, and sometimes that gets out in ways that it ought not to get out. Right? Like there's real deal stuff that we're working with and wrestling with as people. And you all know that about me and I all know that about you. So we come as a, in it from a unified place of knowing that we, we need to be transformed by Jesus, right? We need him. And, it, and it's, sometimes it's not just, you know, dropping the F-bomb at a trucker. Sometimes it's, you know, deeper stuff that we're wrestling with, addictions and things like that. And then, of course, uh, out of that transformation, we have something to share, don't we? We, we, we? If we were just people that were here to just, I'm just here to grow spiritually, brother. If, if that's just what we were about and there wasn't something in us that wanted to share uh, what Jesus had done in our lives and share beyond ourselves, we would just be a closed and selfish and insular community. And, we, and you know that none of us uh, want to be that. So we want to share his love. And that means, one, we just serve on teams. All of the people who make all of this stuff happen Sunday morning are doing it because they want to share his love with, with newcomers that come to the community, right? The, the, we, we share his love just by serving on teams that help facilitate this weekly encounter with Jesus or help facilitate our youth group encounters with Jesus or help facilitate men's ministry or women's ministry or mums and tots or Zoomers. Uh, those people who serve on those teams are sharing the love of Jesus. And then beyond that, beyond people uh, within the community and beyond an invitational uh, way of calling people to share the Jesus encounter with us, of course, we're going out to the community in different ways, and we have so much to learn about this in terms of how to do it and how to do it well. Our heart is to go out and to reach the least, the lost, and the broken of the community and, and learn to care for them people who just maybe don't have any interest in church at all, but we just see tremendous needs. And wouldn't it be absolutely amazing if we as a church were, were seen as, as a resourcing center that was just broadly, powerfully, humbly, with authority, just caring for people in our community in a powerful way. And we, I just say humbly, we have so much to learn about how to do this, but that's part of our vision, that's part of our mission, that's part of where we're going and what we want to do. But the part I want to talk about today is uh, this piece of, uh, of how transformation works uh, in the context of smaller community relationships. And that's why I would have had, if we'd had a chance, a beautiful home church logo for you to see there on the screen. Uh, we, we do this by doing church and doing interaction in, in smaller groups. Uh, we're just transformed in smaller spaces. Like, like on the little cards that you saw, it was written, rows are good, uh, but circles are better. Community matters, right? 
It's in community uh, connections that we're transformed, uh, in heart-to-heart relationships where we reveal our brokenness, uh, where we confess our sin, uh, where we uh, let people know about the struggles that we have uh, on the journey. Um, And in those vibrant home church spaces, uh, we know that Jesus and his spirit meet us. In that space where two or more are gathered, uh, he is there. And we invite him into that space and growth and transformation come as we just journey closely with one another. And of course, uh, at home church, if any of you, how many of you have attended a home church in the past? If any of you have attended, you know that uh, it's a lot of fun. Like, it's a lot of fun. Like, the dynamic for us on Sunday morning, or on Sunday afternoons, too, is it's just like Sunday dinner. It's just like what you, uh, it, it's like, it's life. It's fun. It's joy. It's just amazing uh, to be together. Um, so just to unpack a little bit of that, even from a theological perspective, I want to start uh, just at the very beginning in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says this, it says, Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Is anybody scratching their heads? I mean, you've heard this before. I think a lot of us, let us, this is God, let us, let we God make man in our plural image after our plural likeness. Who the heck is God talking about? Right? Who's he talking about? What us? He's not talking about the angels because we know that angels uh, can't create anything. They are themselves created beings, right? So theologically, he's not just talking about a group of angels uh, helping him out with the creation process. Who's the us? The us is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's why Trinitarian theology is so important to us. As people, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, God has a community. Uh, The image that would be so brilliant for you guys on the screen if it was there uh, is of a stained glass window, an ancient stained glass window, and there's lots of formulations of this. And this is a space where we can actually learn a lot from our Roman Catholic uh, friends. Uh, But basically, it's a a triangle with at the top, uh, um, Patre, and over here, Filius, and over here, Spiritus Sanctus. Right? And I'm, my Latin's terrible. I'm not, I'm not that guy. Uh, but what it is, it's a, it's a formulation of, of helping us understand the Trinity where we see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And there's little words connecting uh, to this word God in the middle of the triangle. And what, what, the, what it looks like is the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God. That word is connects those three things. And then there's lines between the Father and the Son, and that line says is not. And a line between the Son and the Holy Spirit, and that line says is not. And that line between the Father and the Holy Spirit that says is not. So the Father is not the Son. They're not exactly the same. The Son is not the Holy Spirit. They're not the same. The Holy Spirit is not the Father. They're not the same. But they all are God. So what you have in this picture of, this, of the Trinity is perfect unity and perfect diversity. Perfect, complete unity in complete diversity. They are absolutely themselves, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and they are absolutely one. 
And that's the mystery of the Godhead. Uh, what that tells us, though, as those individuals are one, it paints a picture for us of what our lives ought to be in the church. But uh, what it really does is it gives us a picture of the Trinity as an eternally existent home church or a small group. It's the first small group, the Trinity, that existed forever and ever and ever and ever. Imagine doing like the icebreaker questions for them. Like, like, uh, what kind of icebreaker questions are you gonna are you gonna have for the Trinity? Well, son, or did I just say Trinity? I think I might have said Trinity. <laughs> Imperfect people, all here with messes of lives. Um, but, but part of the reality of that for us, and, and a really important thought for us in that is, you know, God is not lonely or needy. Do you get that? God has community. He is not lonely. He is not needy. He did not create you uh, because he had nobody to hang out with. <laughs> right? He, he, I just, I'm so lonely here. I just have no one to relate to, nobody to hang out with. So, so why did he create you? He created you because he is good. Not because he needed your worship. He was completely 100% whole and sufficient all by himself. He created you out of abundance of love. Out of abundance of love. He created you because there was so much joy and life and excitement and love and peace and harmony and life among his community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that he just wanted others to have it too. And that's what he wants for you. He wants you to have community with him. He wants you to have that relationship. Dallas Willard said this, the aim of God in history is the creation of an all-inclusive community of loving persons with himself included in that community as its prime sustainer and most glorious inhabitant. You read that again for us. The aim of God in history is the creation of an all-inclusive community of loving persons. With himself included in that community. God wants to be in community with us. And he is its prime sustainer and most glorious inhabitant. He's at the center of these communities that we create, and that's what we're all about. Uh, we, see, uh, we see this sort of response of love to this in the early church, uh, even just looking at Acts. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayers. They devoted themselves to teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, to eating together, to potluck and to prayer. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. So we see this constant flow of life back and forth from the public gathering, from their time in the temple uh, to their time in homes, always there to encounter uh, Jesus together, to encounter the teaching of the apostles, to be together, to share meals and to pray, to bring their concerns before the Lord. We see it in Acts 2.46 as well. And day by day attending the temple together. And breaking bread in their homes, they shared their food together with glad and generous hearts, 
praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Attending the temple together, over here gathering in public places to worship, and breaking bread in their homes to do intimate relationship and prayer and care for one another. And that's just all we're doing as a community at OVV, doing church very simply. The challenge with uh, thinking about going to home church, and some of you guys uh, know what this feels like, is it, it could be a little bit intimidating to think about going to, to a small group. I mean, if you're intimidated about going to a small group, you're probably not going to raise your hand and say you're intimidated about going to a small group. But... Um, if we're honest, sometimes that, that can be a struggle for us. There's all kinds of reasons why we might uh, wrestle with that. And again, on the screen, there's a wonderful picture of a very scared person who is uh, who's just biting her nails and, and quite nervous about that. But, you know, you can't see her. I can't. Um, uh, and there, there's some reasons for that. It, it, it seems too intimate for some of us. It just seems like too close a space. I just like to have more space around me. That's a, that's a real struggle that some, uh, some people have. Uh, you might be saying, I don't know anyone. Like, I, I don't know anybody. I don't know how I, uh, I, I would feel shy. I would feel nervous. Um, you, you might have a fear. Would I have to share? Would I have to speak anything? Would, it, would I have to share my, share my story? Would I have to, uh, would I have to say anything? I, I'm nervous about talking in front of people. You might just say, my life is messy. Uh, man, I just, I just don't feel like I, I, I match up. Some of you might say, what do I do with my kids? My kids are crazy. Anybody have crazy kids? Right? My kids are crazy. Uh, maybe you have a fear, I don't know the Bible. Like, I don't know. If we're going to talk about the Bible, I don't know as much as these other people. I'm new to Christianity. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily have that. Uh, will I be expected? Uh, could I commit the time? I can't afford to bring food to a potluck. I'm just broke. Um, uh, the food there could be really bad. Sometimes it is. The food there could be really bad. Um, or the food you bring could be really bad. Right? It's, you know, that's an equal danger, right? Uh, the whole cooking deal might be a, a real issue for you. So there's all these things we wrestle with uh, around home church and what it would be. And so uh, if you don't mind, I'm just going to take a few minutes and just share a little bit about what our experience in home churches is like. Uh, again, us weird, quirky people will hopefully uh, sort of uh, make you uh, feel a little more uncomfortable com- more comfortable coming or more comfortable inviting your friends. Um, first of all, um, uh, what happens at home church is just really, really simple. It's really simple. Uh, we share. And, and if you're nervous about sharing, there's always uh, the ability to, to take a pass. Like you can absolutely sit there and just say, I, I just don't want to share in this moment. And just let those opportunities go. Um, there's worship. Um, there's study. There's prayer. There's food. And we'll just unpack uh, these things together. Uh, most home churches, uh, what will happen is you'll come into a house. I'm just going to try to paint this picture as clearly as I can, especially from the perspective of a newcomer. Uh, you're going to come into a house where you don't know what it looks like inside there, right? Like, for one, if you're first time coming to someone's house, are you ever a little nervous about that? Like, what's it going to be like? Are they going to have a dog? Is, that thing, is it going to bark at me? Like, is the couch going to be comfortable? Are there going to be a lot of people there? Is it going to have a weird smell? Like, I lived in Toronto for a little while, lived in apartments in Toronto, and you could just walk down the hall and be, it'd be curry, fish, 
Uh, you know, you know, whatever it is, you're going down the hall, uh, steak and potatoes, whatever it is. What's it, what's it going to be like in that space? Uh, what am I going to, what's it going to be like? But really it starts with relatively unstructured time for the most part. Uh, you're waiting for everybody to get there. People are milling about, uh, nobody's going to leave you in a corner without, uh, anybody to talk to. Uh, the, the hosts are going to do a really good job of helping you, uh, introduce you to somebody and get you to know somebody. Um, and usually there will be a time of just, hey, what's going on in your lives? And if it's a brand new group, it'll be maybe an icebreaker. Like, tell us if you were a car, what car would you be? Would you be like a 25-year-old Ford F-150 with rust hanging off it? Or would you feel like the car that defines me as a human being is like a Lamborghini? Or, you know, like, what vehicle defines you? Are you a Prius? I mean, there may be a few Prius people in the house. I'm just saying. Uh, that, and that's okay. Um, or are, the Lord loves you anyhow. Um, but uh, are there, you know, you know, we might find some icebreaker question, some way to just help you share a little bit of your story. Um, but people are invited to share and not compelled to share. So you would always have the freedom to say, hey, pass, I, I'm not ready, or to just look uncomfortable. And then the home church leader will move on to the next person. Uh, so, so that's what it is. It's just sharing life, sharing our stories, sharing journey together. And what we find is that most people, once they get to know a group, they want to uh, do that kind of sharing. It's a very, very safe place. Our, our leaders are, have a heart to make it a safe place. Uh, place for you. Uh, we'll try to spend a moment in worship, and this is a challenging one in home churches with, you know, like 27 kids running about. You're probably not going to get someone with an acoustic guitar who's going to lead a worship song, or even put like a worship video on the screen, which might be something we would do at different home churches. When there's 27 kids around in your home church, a moment of worship is, Jesus, let's just invite your presence to come. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Okay. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's what it, that's what it can look like. Uh, just a moment of inviting the presence to come, uh, uh, letting us know that this is an encounter with Him. So we try to just have a moment where it could be a reflection, it could be a reading, it could be a whole bunch of different things. Uh, and then there will be a discussion. Uh, all of our home church uh, groups, uh, for the most part, are, have a common curriculum. Uh, this year and and for this series uh, with with a couple of exceptions what everybody's going to be looking at is a series on the book of Ephesians by uh, J.D. Greer Uh, really good teaching that we have access to off of right now media uh, looking at the book of Ephesians and unpacking uh, some of the life uh, that's in there for us as Christians so that we have just something to grow and there a little video that you'll be able to watch when you're there uh, I think the first one is 10 minutes long as an introduction or maybe 11 minutes long and the other ones are about 10 minutes long so just a brief little bit of video so that we get some engagement with the scriptures because we know that the scriptures transform us and then the opportunity to just ask some questions about what we've heard or the group leader may have uh, will have some questions that they can uh, throw out to the group and people can just take turns uh, or as they feel comfortable, just maybe answer some of those questions. We just grow so much when we engage uh, with the scriptures. Uh, there'll be a couple of groups that will probably uh, have their own content that'll work, uh, work great as well. And the other thing that happens is, we're, is prayer. We're transformed when we pray together. 
Um, and that can happen in a lot of different ways. We can just take prayer requests. And again, if you've never been in a group like this, like what is this going to be like? It can be nerve-wracking for you, but we might take prayer requests. We might say, hey, I really need prayer for a nephew or I really need prayer for a cousin or I'm struggling with a health issue or uh, various different things can be going on in our lives. And we could just disclose those to one another. Sometimes we can be going through really hard things and if you're comfortable, the group can come and gather around you. And we do something uh, at home churches quite often that we call the hot seat and we would never do this to you if you're brand new and, uh, and it's your first time at a home church, but we would uh, have someone just come in the center of the room and just sit in a seat like this and people would gather around and just lay hands on them and we would begin to pray and begin to listen to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to this person? And in the safety of oversight of the leadership, maybe we might have words of encouragement or, or something or just prayers to God for the people so that they feel surrounded and loved. And in that case, sometimes we pray for healing, uh, for, for miracles, uh, for whatever, but we just allow the Holy Spirit to come and move and touch us. Uh, and so we pray. And then sometimes it would be just maybe if the time is tight and the food looks like it's getting cold, it might be just thank you, Jesus, for this wonderful time together. Amen. It might be just like that. Let's go eat some meatballs. Um, so uh, that's sort of what's going to happen at home church. But the whole thing is really designed to create a space of encounter with Jesus, encounter with people, sharing of our hearts, and just care for people. Pa- uh, our home churches are, are designed and in an increasing way uh, going to be the pastoral care engine for our church as we grow. Uh, as, a, as a pastor and as a staff, people like Linda and Kathy, myself and other, other leaders, we just can't uh, care for all of the people that we want to care for and we want to reach more people. So uh, this is all about empowering other leaders to, to give care and we'll be looking at training and equipping uh, people to do uh, do that kind of work. Staff will always be available uh, for sure, but we really want to empower more caregivers in the community. That's a good part of our heart in this. And of course, the last thing is food. And, and everybody's like, you haven't even heard anything I've said so far. It's just been blah, 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 blah. I just come for the meatballs, right? Um, but, uh, you know, food is something that's really important for us. This uh, language around breaking bread uh, that we see uh, earlier in, like we see in the scriptures that we read in the book of Acts. Uh, we practice hospitality as, as an act of love to one another, uh, as an expression of the kingdom of God. And so when we're sharing his love, when we bring uh, food, when we bring a salad or a lasagna, or if we can bring a bag of chips or a drink, whatever it is, a little thing that we can bring, uh, we just bring something to share. And that's a way of coming into the groups uh, and just saying, hey, we want to be contributors to community. And if you're not in a space where you can bring anything, then you just bring your heart. But in sharing a meal and in, and in eating and in conversation, uh, life happens and unity happens, uh, joy happens, relationships are made, connections are made. Uh, we connect with, uh, with one another in ways that it make it so rich and so possible for us to help one another on the journey. And so uh, just from me, from my heart as pastor, if it's at all possible, I would love for you to consider, if you've, even if you've never come before, to consider attending a home church and just being a part of a smaller community because there's just so much wealth there. There's so much life, uh, so much for you in that journey. Um, 
your, your journey with this community at OVV just isn't going to be complete without that. I just, I just, I'm just begging you to, to take a step. Why don't you just stand with me and we'll just pray. We'll ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Lord Juan, we do, we pray for our, our home church leaders and thank you for those who have so generously uh, opened their homes to create communities within the community. We're so thankful for them. I ask that you would bless them and strengthen them. Thank you for all the work they do, uh, cleaning their house beforehand, uh, uh, cleaning toilets and wiping counters and all of that stuff uh, that they do that is just such a practical way of serving the community. I ask that you would bless them. Uh, so richly and bless their kids as they help uh, with all of that. But for the rest of the community, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would, in this space, just uh, extend an invitation for us to go deeper. Uh, extend an invitation for us to come into community in a new way. Holy Spirit, just in this moment of silence, I ask that you would just speak to hearts. Lord, for anyone who's struggling with even social anxiety or fear, any insecurities around uh, being in maybe a in more intimate space uh, with, with a group of people, Lord, I just ask that you would uh, calm their fears and calm their hearts. That they would just hear your invitation that you would give them a gift of faith uh, to take a risk. Just empower us and set us free to care for one another in a new way, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Amen. I just want to read one more uh, verse to you just to show you a little picture of the community of the Holy Spirit and how they work together in salvation. It's from Hebrews chapter 9. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death, so we may serve the living God. Salvation is a work of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's a work of that community. When you give your life to Jesus, you're saved into community. And we just pray that you'll be part of our community too. And if you haven't given your life to Jesus yet, if you haven't said, I want to give myself to you, Jesus, uh, we, just, we just invite you to do that and just say, Jesus, 